Hello and welcome to uh, Burkham Wonderland Live. We are not an Arsenal podcast. We're not even an Arsenal ladies podcast after their result earlier as well. Uh, we've now been looking across to find other Arsenal teams around the world to support. The best we can do is either Arsenal in Argentina, who drew versus Boca Juniors won all yesterday, or Arsenal Kiev, who haven't played since July. Either of those were better results than what we saw, I think, in our game. But let's introduce uh, two people with me today. One, because we needed somebody, and I'll introduce him first, who knows what Arsenal were like when we were this shit before. Danny, say hello. Hello, Josh. Hello. Can I say John's here? Or should we save that for a surprise? It's too late now. Uh, hello, John. Hello. <laughs> Well, oh, uh, I can say Christopher Highland in the box, in the chat box. He has a lot of information on Arsenal dear Sarandi. Uh, I'm sure I butchered their name, but uh, oh, he's got Chris a is about them. Yeah, because he lived in South America um, for about four years, and he loved Argentina. And I keep asking him to come on the podcast because he lives in he's Norwegian, Norwegian Brighton oh, lad. Nice. He has got the most splendid upside down head I've ever seen on a man. You should watch go. On, I don't know if he wants to put his Instagram on, but he goes for living in Norway. He goes for magnificent. He once walked from one side of Norway to the other with his dog to go and see his brother, and it took him three days, something like that. And so, if you want scan, Scandi porn, Chris Highland is your man. Okay, thanks. Uh, and I also confirmed to Joshua Page and everyone else that's watching. Uh, Chris did watch Leon PSG. He did not watch Arsenal. Yeah. Should we? Where should we start, John? on this um, first half the lineup i guess i mean um, yeah there was lots of twitter rage hello everyone sorry um <laughs> yeah we're not doing anything properly tonight because he could be fucking bothered i'd rather talk about scandy porn and that even actually do mean the scenery of scandinavia and not actual porn than that football game um yeah the lineup wasn't a surprise to me personally but i saw lots of people upset that jacka was in the team again uh, there was no Nelson or Willock or Maitland-Niles or any of those players. Um, but Arteta made it pretty clear before this game that those players were being rested for the Premier League game and they weren't going to be using the Europa League. So it was no shock for me that they came back in. A little disappointed maybe, if, you know, Nelson didn't get on the bench perhaps, but look, he put Enketia on there, he put Willock and he put Smith-Rowe as well. So... I guess that's still some youth on the bench. I don't really know what else to say about the lineup. It was just shit, wasn't it? <laughs> it was five minutes yeah. in that game that was really good. And it was from like the second half until Xhaka got sent off. And that was it. Yeah. I think the the greatest thing we should say as well, thank you, Michael Hahnemann or Mike Hahnemann for slipping uh, five pounds into Danny's bra. Uh, he has to wear one now, the training bra. Uh, I've been on the diet, cheeky kid. And he's in our Discord. <laughs> I know as well. Uh, and oh, also, uh, Gabrielle, uh, not that one. And no, not the other one either, uh, <laughs> has dropped five pounds into us. Or the Angel Gabriel, maybe. Uh, I'm not Did sure. Did you read what they wrote or shall I bring them up again? Uh, uh, yeah, Mike had enough of Granite Xhaka. He doesn't ever want to see him in an Arsenal shirt ever again. For five pounds, I... we can do that. Done. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And Gabriel Gourmet Kaufman has said. Uh, oh, well, you lose some, you lose some. 
this can go towards the therapy you'll need watching us this season in order to provide us with content and a lovely love heart for us. Um, Did he accuse ABW of offering up content? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, I, I've, it looks like potentially either that's the emoji of a heart or he said that we provided more less than three content generally <laughs> less than three it's exactly a <laughs> content level less, less than three in the years we've been doing it is probably about yeah. accurate for like i think quality content anyway yeah. Yeah. i think we can say we've done two pieces of content definitely yeah since yeah. um i have well where should we really go because the first half i don't think we really had a shot chris wood had a shot but he missed it came off his shoulder and he shouted at a burnley player because he missed it um yeah. And that was just before the stat came up, which I'm blaming Sky for this, that said that Burnley have only scored five goals this season. And of course, straight after, they get a free header in the box. Rob Holden's still looking at that stat because they probably put it on the big screen and he's reading it. That's why he's nowhere to be seen. And then well, we go into... We, we would have had a shot in the first half had Lacazette connected with... Which is possibly the slowest ball that's ever come into him, <laughs> and he still managed to kick the air instead of the, foot of the actual ball, which I think actually is quite impressive and very difficult to do. So maybe that's what we're paying him for. Yeah, we thought when we were buying Lacazette, we were you know getting a more potent version of like Olivier Giroud, and what it turns out, we've just got the French Welbeck. <laughs> to be fair, well, Welbeck would have scored a goal by now. <laughs> yeah, it would have gone in off his ass. to be fair. Uh, and he's scoring for Brighton, but well, although not this evening. Uh, and he did have that op- other opportunity as well, shouldn't we? He did manage to get a shot on target, but yeah, then you've true. got arguably quite a good, well, would you say? I'd say it's England's best goalkeeper, but that's not that difficult. You've basically got to... Uh, Pope, Pope is quite a good goalkeeper. He pulled off a few decent saves yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah uh, which did kind of worry me in general, uh, that, you know, there's quite a de- talk- decent goalkeeper and we're quite shots shy. We've had a... Oh, yeah, we have. Sorry. Jim Housen's come in with £2. Give it to Chris till the end of the season. Oh, fuck no, he's not watched any of our games. He'll be he doesn't know who any of our players are. <laughs> yeah, he's not even watching. Chris will probably go, I'm going to play Ozil, Gwenduzi. He'll probably try and select Monreal. He hasn't got Yeah, he'll build the team around Granite Xhaka as well because that's his favourite player. <laughs> well, we can say that because we know he's not watching, and he told us uh, that he how hates about, him. How about a positive note from Adam Hopkins? There you go, Josh. Oh yeah, uh, who saw the uh, the retro merch ad? You know, we are now better at selling old kit. Because, you know, nostalgia sells. So if you're doing shit, no better way of selling it by reminding people when we used to be good. Um, I mean, the best thing about that advert is probably the look on Thomas Party's face of complete confusion, <laughs> which is probably his permanent face now. He's at Arsenal, just watching that team. On the he, thought he'd sign, he thought he'd sign for the Argentinian Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just for, hang on a minute, I just ran away from that absolute psycho at Madrid. <laughs> In Simeone, this might be a little bit more relaxed. Ah, oh, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you did a wonderful um, picture for us, he, he, he was bored and he did a, a new ABW logo and Arteta had pink hair from the pink kit a couple of years ago. And Div has put more kits than wins this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. That's a sorry state of affairs. I'd like to even argue that, but I can't. <laughs> 
Wait, Especially in the season. league. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Um, I mean, should we... Oh. I mean, so there's two, there's two talking points in the game. It's obviously the sending off and the goal. Uh, oh, and the other sending off that wasn't a sending off that probably should have been a sending off. If Old Enny still had his way, he'd still be rolling around on the pitch now screaming that he's been shot when he wasn't oh, touched. Yeah, Old Enny's livid because he had plans with Xhaka for Christmas after he'd gone <laughs> off. He'd had three games there. He's like, it's fine. We're going off to the south of France. See you later. No. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Um, so, I mean, first half, yeah, Chris Wood probably should have scored because Leno was rooted and Lacazette should have at least hit the target with the ball that came across to him that he didn't do anything with. But that was basically the first half. Nothing happened. Again, it was all slow. No one was moving the ball. Um, every time William ran inside, Bambiang had already moved before that, so there was no one else making a move. Lacazette was too moved to, uh, too slow to move into a forward position or make a run for him. And Saka was the only one who looked, again, like he could make anything in the game. Um, second half, I actually thought we were good up until the sending off. Because second half, we had four shots, I think, before the sending off. Um, and we were actually pressing Burnley and moving the ball quicker. And it was like, oh, OK. I was feeling a bit more upbeat. And I thought, yeah, we're going to get something out of this game. Now it's fine. We'll get a win. It might not be that pretty. The first half was boring as shit. I was almost falling asleep. I was genuinely considering talking about cricket on here. And I fucking hate cricket. It is the most boring sport in the world. I just thought, yeah, we'll just talk about that. The second half is all going really well. And then Xhaka. <sighs> I assume none of us have an argument with the red card. Uh, no, it's my just only... the... Sorry, Danny, go on. That's right. No, you, you can do it. I'm busy pressing I buttons. I should quickly say before you move, do that, um, K-Man1867 has subscribed for three months in a row with his Amazon Prime. Nice one, K-Man. Uh, we know it costs you nothing to do that. Uh, and it just means a little bit more for us. So if anybody does fancy doing that, you know, because imagine like the next Arsenal home game, well, game, what, Southampton? Just in the first half, because you know fuck all will happen in that. Just go and subscribe to all of our channels and then you'll be ready to for us when we come live and talk about another loss. Um, but yeah, I thought that it wouldn't become a red because when you see it back, and you see how close the referee is. He basically sees it and then dishes out a yellow card. So I assumed the yellow card was probably for that. But then when he comes and replaces it with a red card, you're like, well, that's fair enough. He's got the guy by the throat. It was Stupid. close enough to that incident. And if that had happened on the street outside of a pub, he'd have got six months for that for joining on the assault. <laughs> that's how close it was. But I never knew that the referee could, uh, what happened when a referee had given someone a yellow and then changed it to red. They get the yellow out again, put the yellow away and then give the red. So that was a straight red, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Resetting the DI. But as a new rule with VAR, but yeah, look, there's no argument for it. The the foul Xhaka makes in the build-up, I know people will go, oh, it's a terrible challenge. And it was. And I, But I think he's done the right thing in that he's trying to stop Burnley create a breakaway because we were pushing a lot more forwards. So sometimes you take a yellow card, you make a stupid tackle. I didn't have an issue with that. He's obviously got a little bit up in the guy's face and they're arguing back and forth and another Burnley player runs in and they're all back and forth and whatever with each other. But you cannot put your hands in someone's face or go to their throat or, or unless you're Mohamed Elneny apparently. Um, but you cannot definitely grab someone around the throat. It's more frustrating after you've got the Pepe thing that happened 
and how much Arteta ripped into him for that. So you already know, but don't do something stupid. And to be fair to Arteta, he had basically said, come out and said, Jack Acosta's the game. Because before that red card, the start of the second half, we were playing much better football. It's not the football we all want to see and want to watch every week, but it was quicker, it was more intense. We were actually getting chances, we were getting shots on goal, and I thought something was going to happen. The moment we dropped to 10 men, just, just fucking stupidity. The one thing I will say is now everyone will get their wish, right? Pepe's now available again, so you can pick him. Bellerin's got his fifth yellow card, so he won't be playing next week, and Xhaka can't play now. So you might end up with, I don't know, Sabayas Elneny or Maitland-Niles, right back or something, you know. You're going to get those players in the team. Now, what I'm going to say to you now is, you're going to see why those players wouldn't be first picked normally. <laughs> because they're not good enough either. So don't expect things to change that much. Um, I, d- I don't know about you, but I thought even with 10 men, to be honest, up until Burnley scored, I still thought we were playing pretty well and um, with a better team. Yeah, I think it was, like, it sounds strange, a bit more helpful that we got someone sent off because it meant Burnley then started to come out and leave space. Yeah, they opened behind. up a bit more, yeah. Like yeah. you saw a couple of times, didn't you, Aubameyang getting actually in behind the defence. We could play a bit yeah. more direct if we needed to. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there is something missing from that centre of the park that I think, one, we would have got it with Thomas Partey mm-hmm. if he was fit, is that he kind of allow, you know offers a third-man option in the final third, like you saw it so many times that Willian was passing it to Bellerin and then Bellerin would pass it back to Willian and there was no one inside for him to do it because the only option is then just to cross into the box. Mm-hmm. And we're missing someone supporting from that point. And I think we do have to look at the manager. I think that's uh, something we've got to be doing. You can't shy away from it and say, oh, well, you know, the players are shit. But I think that is... That's one thing I think that's going to help Arteta in this step stay in the job longer. Yeah. Um, you think yeah, he's staying in the job longer? We've got Southampton on form, Everton on form, and Man City and Chelsea coming up who are level, levels above us. We're not getting any wins for the next four games. And two of those are going to be at home. So that means we're going to lose six games in a row at home because he isn't turning this round. He's not turning the players round. The players aren't going to turn it round. The only player tonight who actually looked like he gave a shit was Lacazette for the first half hour until he nearly had a coronary because he was playing sweeper striker. Um, Lacazette was as far back as uh, Holdings hairline at times. He'd gone all the way. And then and Tierney on the left-hand side. And the Tierney was whacking in brilliant balls to that. But I thought, if you watch the entire game and you count, I was actually going to write this, watch it again and write it down. Do it like Leno, Bellerin, Willian, lose control. Then it would be Xhaka, Willian, lose control. Or there'd be Willian corner. And then when they take the corners, it would go Willian, Bellerin, uh, Eldeni, back to Willian, cross it in again, lose lose possession a bit. And that's what's happening the entire game. And like you just said, uh, one of you just said, that when they're when we're going down to 10 men, we were drawing their players out because they were attacking a little bit more. And they were down near our left-hand corner flag. And I'm thinking, right, this is the point at which we should have done this the entire game and drawn them out and then, bang, on the counter-attack. And then we saw one one thing that just made me, I actually tweeted, I was really frustrated. And this is where you can see Arteta's game plan. 
Aubameyang comes through midfield. He's got two players either side ahead of him, either side of him. What would Aubameyang do for 99% of his career? He'd have taken them on, gone through them all around them. He passed it out wide to Bellerin and Bellerin tried to do the cross and it ended up with nothing. That, that sums up the entire team. And he's been told to do that. That's, that's not natural for Aubameyang to do that, is it? Aubameyang's natural instinct, like the entire of his career, is to run with the ball, turn players inside because they're going to shit their pants. I mean, at one point during the game, the Burnley players were shouting, don't foul him, don't foul him. That's why they had a game plan as well their game plan was frustrate keep it to a nil nil and hopefully wind us up enough and and get the draw there's no way they come there thinking we were they were going to get the win we had a donation josh and a member i did uh i did see uh we have a five euro donation oh we won't be taking those from the 31st of december uh have you know no more euros just just sterling for us now until we sort out any other deals um which is from to be full uh thanks for the show in advance guys we really need to hear you guys suffer with me tonight well we are definitely suffering and we have a new member as well on the youtube mark harris welcome to the dirty pirate uh is that at the dirty pirate level is he in that oh he's a dirty pirate I can only apologise because you'll never get your bonus because Chris doesn't podcast with us anymore. Not until we start winning again. <laughs> Not until we get. Not oh. well, we've got to start winning a few games and then Granit Xhaka can't be in the team. Lacazette has to have scored and Chris has had to have watched the last three games beforehand. Then he might come on. Um, well, apart from that, it's never going to happen. Apart from that, it's never going to happen. John, um, should we talk through the other card incident, Should we say? Um, with Elneny? Yeah, um, it's very rare that a referee takes pity on us, or any team, to be fair. But I'm fairly sure Graham Scott was probably looking at Arsenal maybe before the game and thought, this is very strange. You know, I know normally they moan about playing against physical teams, but I've sent a player off, and this Egyptian bloke has gone, he's thrown hands in, whose face was it? I can't remember. Uh, Tarkovsky? Yeah. And then immediately dropped to the floor, looked up to see if the referee's watching, and then dropped his face down to see, you know, pretend he's hurt. Um, yeah, that could have easily been a red card as well. I don't know why that one was a yellow. I get why Jacker's was definitely a red, but yeah, very, very weird. Um, yeah, could have easily been a red card. Um, I, I think ultimately it didn't really change that much in the game. The thing that frustrates me about this game, and like, it relates to Arteta and whether he should go or not. I can't put all the blame on Mikel Arteta for this game. And I know that sounds weird because people are going to go, well, it's his fault, all the results. And yeah, I get that. But it's Xhaka's moment of stupidity that ends up costing us the game. Because even with 10 men, we were still creating chances. But if we had 11 on the pitch and the way we're pressing them, uh, this is going to happen. Burnley are going to buckle. We'll get the first goal. And then they're fucked. Burnley aren't going to score. They're going to have to come out. They're going to open more space. And we'll probably get a second. And I think that'll be it. Good night. They're done. But I don't think you can put all of that on the manager. The manager can... Look, he can get his tactics wrong. He can make a squad team selection wrong. All those sort of things. But once a player steps on the pitch, you can't physically control what they do or react to something. You can try and instill that mentality in them. Um... But sometimes they cross the line. Uh, he dug Pepe out for it, I think maybe a little bit too harshly. He's done it again tonight with Xhaka. 
not as bad as he did with Pepe, so maybe he has learned from that. But I think he's right in what he said that, you know, before that point, we were, you know, we were playing really well. We were the better team, creating chances, and looked like we were going to score. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we did score. Aubameyang finally broke his duck, just at the wrong end of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure why a penalty wasn't given for, you know, because if it was a foul or a yellow no, card offence... I wondered why it wasn't a penalty, but then I think I've seen yellows given, you know, for pushing yeah. and shoving and the corners still come in. And knowing Burnley... The ball wasn't in play? Because it was... Maybe. It's gone out. Like, yeah, like we know. hadn't taken the corner yet. Yeah, he um, hadn't taken the corner, so that might be why there was no... Yeah, I that might have saved them, but um, yeah. otherwise Burnley probably requested they had a corner instead anyway, because there was more chance of them scoring. <laughs> <laughs> from just a shot at goal. Uh yeah, I think it was it was odds and yeah, Aubameyang getting the flick on and it going past Leno. Uh, even Martinez wouldn't have saved that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is having kittens every time Martinez has a, a good game. Chris just goes mad and they go, go see, I told you, I told you. He's watching Aston Villa more than he's watching Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Someone made a good point in the chat, Josh, that maybe Elneny didn't get sent off because Xhaka did. Do you think maybe Elneny would have got a red if Xhaka hadn't? I'm not sure. Um, I'm surprised he got a yellow. I thought it would have been a red. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure what Graham Scott was thinking in general. Yeah, we got it right. Ball not in play. Not Even in play. Data said we got it right. Oh. And unbelievable, there is a pirate in the chat. So if anyone chat. wants to ask Chris a question about the game, when I say game, I obviously I mean, you know, PSG and um, I don't know who it is they're yeah. playing. Leon. Yeah. If you want to ask Chris about the game, you've got to ask about that one. You can't ask him about the Arsenal game. Lorient, actually, the, the, the French late in Orient won 3 0 at the weekend. He's probably doing cartwheels. Oh, dear. There you actually, go. I mean, <laughs> <tough stage. laughs> yeah. so, I mean, talking about the actual match itself, it really was those two incidents, and there wasn't yeah. much else in it. So the big talking point for me is. Like, I know obviously lots of people said about, you know, you can pick different players or, you know, Maitland-Niles should have started or Nelson or whatever. I don't know if it changes because it just feels like everything at the club is wrong at the moment. Mm. And the way the attitude, um, I don't think it's that the players aren't even, I think they are trying. It's just not working right now. So it does come back to the question of, do you stick with the manager or not? Um I think Danny's right. The the next four games are obviously huge. I think, look, if he loses the next four, then yeah, he's gone. I think he'll, he'll be gone. Um, if he gets a win in one of those and maybe a draw, I think they'll stick with him, get to January and try and do something in the window to try and change things a bit. What can we do in the window? Players aren't going to want to leave, are they? When Kalasnitz is on the 180 grand a week because he's a free transfer, he's not going to fuck off back to Germany. And what would he get there? 30, 35 grand a week? There's no way he's going to give up six months' worth of wages to even play football because he won't care, will he? He'll be going, well, I'm on 150 grand more here. Yeah, but I think that it comes to a point where the club go, he's got six months left, we'll just have to pay the difference in his wages or something like that with some of the players. Well, um, or either a short loan that he, to the club he's going to sign for, so they get him six months early um, and we just pay his wages whilst he's gone, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, 
Uh, Chris is blaring at us in the chat saying, fuck the window, Danny. Coach these players and pick on form, not reputation. It's his damn job. I agree with Chris. You should pick on form. Unfortunately, the form players are good in the Europa League. And our opposition in the Europa League is frankly a joke. I think Chris's Pirates would probably could make you get a win against Dundalk. No disrespect to Dundalk. Um, my big issue with everyone calling for Xhaka's, uh, not Xhaka's head, sorry, Arteta's head, is who do they think we're going to get in? I don't want him fired. No. Well, no yeah, no. I, that's, my, that's my genuine question is, who on earth are you going to get to come and be manager? I don't, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I said on the last pod that although I don't think Arteta's good for us in the short term, in the long term, he's the right man for us because yeah. I think he's got that vision. And from the people that he's brought in, they've done well for us. Yeah. We can't say otherwise. You know, every transfer that's come in under his tenure has done well. Uh, and well, he has. Josh, people will start shouting William in the chat. Oh yeah, I forgot about William. <laughs> but you said William played well in that first half. I mean, he was uh, a which... highest-rated player in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I think he did throw in three hundred crosses in that first half. Uh, there is something on that right-hand side that isn't working properly. Yeah, uh, I, I suspect it might be the player behind him, less than. Oh, I don't know. William I himself. think it. I think it's William. Uh, he refuses to run in behind anybody. Uh, just likes it to feet, and then. Does a little shimmy, but I think there is a system problem in there, yeah. and I think Arteta should have a look at that. Uh, we we should also say he's not had a preseason ever mm. to even do this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and I think that's the kind of you know things in the pros of keeping Arteta column is the fact that he hasn't really had any reasonable length of time to work with the players. Uh, if you're then looking on, uh, you know, the cons, he certainly, um, what should we say, uh, blunt when it comes to man management. Yeah, just just uh, a little bit. Yeah, I I personally don't have a problem with people don't like it, but um, I haven't got an issue with it. Um, just quickly on the William thing, yeah, it, it really frustrates me that he doesn't get to play at ten. Just just put him there and just let him ping the ball about that'd be much better um as matt roberts says in the chat he's not a winger the, the, so we had a couple of suggestions in the chat box about people you could bring in to replace arteta so one was pochettino i'd love pochettino ain't happening he's waiting for the psg job uh someone else said allegri man cannot speak english and yeah i that is a he's a big big money manager who wants a squad that's actually in some sort of state you know, and, and going somewhere. So that would be uh, maybe wait till Pep leaves City or take the Juventus job back once Pillo gets found out a bit. Um, I, I don't think you're going to get either of those two. And I know people say, oh, but we're the Arsenal, we're everything else. Our squad at the moment is at best maybe eighth in the league. Seventh? You, we're not going to get much. We're, we are a Europa League team that is not good enough to win the Europa League. That That's the thing with that squad. It is a complete and utter shambles. That is not Arteta's fault. He did not. He inherited a squad in that mess. That's the fault of previous management and the people above him. The other thing, as well, is if you don't, if you do get rid of Arteta, it's who 
Edu who's going to go pick the new manager? I assume it would be Edu who gets that job. Yeah, um, well, him and Vinny will probably have a big say in it because the the Cronkies probably is it is it unfair to say they wouldn't know? Um, no, but then I think it's the position of any good chairman that <laughs> you ask experts who's the best yeah. person to come in for that position. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, yeah. our expert at Arsenal is Edu. I have nothing against Edu personally. I'm sure he's a very nice man and he was a fantastic player for us. Um, I would not trust him to pick the next manager, though, at all. Well, you know who he'd pick, wouldn't he? He'd pick someone that he played with for a couple of seasons who just got sat by Nice. Um, <laughs> we'd have Patrick Vieira. Yes. That's arguably, that's the only person we could probably bring in. At least in the players of... will do as they're told under Vieira or they're going to get a beating off him. Well, yeah, he's the same I in Arteta as well. I don't think you're going to get any better results with Vieira, though. The squad needs a huge overhaul. We've got like what nine centre backs. What squad has nine centre backs? It's fucking ridiculous. We've got nine centre backs and we've got one number ten who is not in the squad and is leaving at the end of the season. You know he's gone. They're just waiting to get rid of him. It's complete mis- mismatch of players. We've got one good centre midfielder who's only just do- joined in Thomas Partey. If anyone thinks that I love Granite Jacker, but he's clearly not good enough for the level we want to achieve, and we're not going to play the style of football that suits him, Jacker is not good enough. Danny Ceballos looks like he comes from Scotland, not from Spain. I've never seen a Spanish footballer with so little technique who can't pass a ball properly. <laughs> he plays the softest passes I've ever seen. What is the point? Like, I'm not a big Lacazette fan, but the amount of times Ceballos got the ball and tried to pass it to him, and it was five yards too short. I don't know if he's trying to get Lacazette to break his leg or something, but you know. <laughs> El Nenny, lovely guy. He will put his performances in, but he's six out of ten every week. You might get a slightly better performance from him if he plays next to Thomas Party because Party will make his job easier. Well, he's That's doing Olympic a, diving now, isn't yeah, he, John? That is that is not a that is not a good centre midfielder. These are players that you would see in the squad of a top eight, top ten Premier League team. They are not top four players. They're the kind of signings that if Leicester got them, you'd say it would be a coup for Leicester, <laughs> basically. Like, oh, uh, under, like under the the winger they just signed, we were linked to him. I don't, I don't even know you, you would say it's a coup for Leicester. Like, Xhaka at Leicester, you'd be like, yeah, it's not a bad signing, you know, captain of a national team. Hmm. Um, but they're not going to be raving about signing Mohamed El Nenny, are they? Or fucking Danny Ceballos on loan from Madrid. There's a reason Real Madrid have loaned him out for two seasons in a row because he's not good enough. You know, there's plenty of players in this team. Like Rob Holding, he's all right. I don't think he's amazing, though. He's a decent squad player as a centre back. Um, We've got serious issues in terms of what the fuck the whole William Saliba deal was all about. I get the compassionate leave thing because it's a horrible thing to ever have to go through losing a parent, especially at the edges, and then move country. But we clearly paid far too much money. There's something very strange about that deal. And even Arteta himself admitted he made a mistake in not including him in the Europa League squad. But there's something very strange going on there when he's not even getting a look in. Uh, Hector Bellerin has not been right for a while. Um, I don't think it helps that he clearly hasn't got any sort of partnership formed with mm. William in front of him. Um, and he seems to be the only player who's playing on the right-hand side. So you've got no partnership there. Cedric Suarez is 
an okay right back. He's not amazing. There's basically there's, there's four players in this entire squad that if you said to me we we're going to sell one of those four, I'd be upset. The rest I could not care less about. And those four players is Saka, Gabriel, Partey, and Tierney. That's it. The rest I, I care absolutely nothing about at all. You could sell every single player in the squad and it would not bother me at all. I would not be sad about it. And that is the first time I can remember an Arsenal team being in that sort of state for a long, long time. And, yeah. you know, I was, I'm not as old as Danny, but I did grow up watching Arsenal in the early 90s and it was a little bit shit, especially in the mid 90s. It wasn't great. We weren't amazing. We weren't terrible, but it was pretty fucking boring. And there was loads of players in those squad that I was like, oh, I do not care at all. So the whole the whole squad is a mess. So how anyone thinks a guy who's going to come in as his first job and fix that, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. And I think that's another reason why we kind of put the another item on the list on the side of a reason to keep Arteta is because with the squad is broken. And I think one thing that we should also uh, kind of highlight as well is something we do throw a lot of shit at the owners for is being out of touch. Well, one thing they're not out of touch of is how shit the squad is. Mm. Because we heard Josh Kroenke come out two summers ago and say, I looked in the eye of every single player in that Europa League squad and you could, I could tell. And he's not a football man. He said, you know, he played football in, uh, what is it, college for them but he's not done anything in a professional game but looked them in the eye and knew they didn't have what was needed to be successful athletes at the level that Arsenal are aspiring to and we've seen the systematic breakup of that team more or less uh, it's slowly happening you know Quindusi being loaned out after uh, Ozil being frozen out whether people agree with that or not yeah. um, you know Socrates being frozen out. It's not the way we wanted it to happen. Obviously, we wanted to get rid of the players completely and get some money back so we could invest it immediately. But we're not in that position because of poor management, senior management, previous to what we've got in place now. Now, I hope Edu and Vinay fix it all and it all becomes wonderful. wonderful. But you don't fix that in one window. It just, just can't happen. And the people who slate in the Cronkies, they're the ones who said to Edu and Arteta, there's the money you can go and buy Thomas Partey. They didn't have to say yes to that. They agreed it. They released those funds for that sale and to get and to get that player. So I think it's a little bit, you know, dumb to say um, the, the Cronkies have no interest in Arsenal when they just want to strip their money out of them every year because it just doesn't happen. Um, but, okay, Josh, look, you're, you're quite tactically minded. How would you... If you were Arsenal manager, uh, what would you change in the team currently with the players that he's got? Um, what would you do differently to what Arteta is doing? Well, I think the one, think the yeah. one thing, at least we we agree on at least, is that the squad is not a top four squad. That's pretty obvious, but it's clearly better than where we are in the league now. We should be yeah. performing above the level we are now. There's some. Well, if we were looking at the past three games. Because then I don't have to pick Pepe. Makes it easier <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, I would probably look at, you know, we're ruling out Thomas Partey and the back four I'd keep as it is because I don't think Holding's done anything wrong for the reason that he, he shouldn't be dropped from there because 
David Luiz, no, his brain's broken now. Uh, Mustafi, again, not doing anything for us and is in the Europa League squad. Uh, who else have we got right-sided centre-back? That's it. Oh, Callum Chambers is coming back to fitness. And until Holding puts a foot wrong, I see no reason to push anyone else into there. Even William Saliba. People can speculate, would Saliba do a better job than Rob Holding at the moment? But at the moment, Rob Holding's not doing anything for me that says he needs to be dropped. Like, he's not making terrible mistakes. Bellerin, I'd keep Bellerin in place because I think he's tactically a clever player and can do stuff for us. If you watched in today's game, it was a bit, not weird, um, it's just Arteta's tactic. He was forming a part of a midfield flat three in attack, so he's coming inside, which is why he always looks like he's out of position, in inverted commas, when the ball goes over the top. He's not, it's just where he's been sitting. He's now running back with Jacker and Elneny, because that's his starting position. So I'd keep that in place. What I would probably do is bring Willian inside because I think there's no point trying Lacazette on there. In there, it's been a problem for season, a good couple of seasons. But ever since we bought a Bamiang, was the fact that we then had two fifty million pound strikers who we were trying to you know force in to the team constantly. We've been crowbarring them in ever since. I think it just needs to go right one or the other. Willian in the middle, I might put Ceballos out on the right wing. Seems a bit odd. He's done it for Spain. And I know he's got more of a connection with Bellerin than anyone else in the squad. Because they've played together before um, through the national team youth rankings. I'd try him out there on the wing. And at least you know he's not going to throw in a thousand crosses. And might try and beat the left back he's up against as well put in decent, decent crosses and then Saka and uh, yeah, drop Saka into the midfield. No, I'd have Saka on the wing. Sorry. Abamyang up top, Willian in the middle with Elneny and then somebody else who's then fit basically. Uh, so it's basically, <laughs> it would be Xhaka at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want him, but, but then if Partey's there, it's Partey and there's no question that Xhaka wouldn't be anywhere near the squad. But it's a bit yeah. like we saw back in January. I know this seems crazy to think back that far. We only had two and a half central midfielders, really, in the team. And that's why it was so big that Arteta had to make sure we kept uh, Xhaka because we just didn't have cover there. If Xhaka left in the in January, went to Hertha Berlin, he was too busy getting rid of... Uh, you know, uh, Gwenduzi was too busy mm. being a little shit. Um, Sabios was, you know, the Emery Sabios, not the one we saw in the first half or the second half of uh, last season where he was absolutely superb for us. And then we had little Lucas who didn't want to play because Ozil was being a cunt to him in training constantly. Yeah. Um, and he just wanted to leave. So, yeah. Um, I don't really know what we could do. Like Arteta's been forced into that thing of the reason why Jack is still here, but uh, I think there's certainly scope to move on a lot of players. Uh, Arteta did an interview pre Burnley. I don't know what channel it was shown on because I saw it on and someone to check out Haters TV on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. 
um, they've got it. It was a um, pre-match interview, and he spoke about the reason why the Europa League team weren't getting into the Premier League team. And it was something about them not showing the levels of maturity that he wanted from them yet. Yeah. And I think we all know that this Premier League team is not good enough in the Premier League. But rather than throw the kids in and make them shit, you yeah. know, and just lose all confidence, he's kind of building for the future. Uh, a bit like we've said for national teams, you know, where you said, oh, I'll rip it all up and then leave the kids. Or what actually Germany did when they made so successful was they kept a lot of kids back, you know, held them in that under 21s group. Yeah. To build their confidence up, get them to win as a team, and then push them into the national side altogether. And you've got the likes of Kadira, Cruz, Ozil, Scherler, all came through as a big batch. And I think Arteta might be trying to do something like that. That yeah, I mean, what, what you said earlier, for mm. me, rings perfectly true that I think long-term Arteta is a very good choice for manager. The question is, because he's so inexperienced, how does he cope with this at the moment? Because it's just going to get worse every week. And the form Southampton are in and the way we're playing makes it very difficult. I'm hoping that because Pepe is available, that he comes back in the team, although I didn't think he was particularly amazing against Dundalk. But then, I don't know, maybe he was just bored because it was, you know, not a particularly exciting. It's a dead rubber, essentially, of a game. But if Pepe does come back in, I just I know everyone hates Willian, but if you're going to play him, just play him at ten. It's the only place I want to see him play. I don't want to see him play anywhere else on the pitch. Just put I don't him hate him. I yeah. just get fed up with him being the the only avenue to doing anything. Always down the right hand side, doing the three point corners, or crossing it to no one. Like someone said recently, Young has only scored three headers. That's not his game. He's got a dodgy barnet going on here, all that spraying stuck down hair. He doesn't want to be doing any headers. It's not just, I know everyone says, oh, we've done loads of crosses, and we have done a ridiculous amount of crosses. You can still cross along the ground as well, which we saw a couple like of times. did. Yeah, we've seen Tierney do it, we've seen Bellerin do it, we've seen William do it, and sometimes, and the forwards aren't always making the runs or the movement for him. Um, the, this thing, if William's going to play, for me, just play him at 10, otherwise don't play him, is, is this, like, for me, is the standout thing. Um, I think, look, Bellerin suspended now, which means I assume Cedric would play Wednesday. The one good thing about that is that he's actually played with Pepe quite a bit for the Europa League games, and they seem to have a decent understanding. So our right-hand side might be a little bit more solid, and obviously he should know Southampton a bit as well. Um, the question then becomes, does Arteta drop... Uh, you know, Lacazette or Saka. Um, I wouldn't drop Saka. I would drop Lacazette and I would put William at 10, which I know would annoy people. Mm. Lacazette at 10 just doesn't work for me. Um, and I tell you what, even if people didn't want that, then drop Aubameyang and put Lacazette as the striker. You know, wh whatever it is. But <laughs> something in the team needs to change. They just need to get a win, even if it's a complete fluke. Just something because it's just so going downhill. And the other thing is, well, it's not like the players are even downing tools or anything. They're doing what the manager's asking for, and they clearly back him and support him. So I, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, hey, Danny, it's a question. 
Aubameyang was obviously scored loads of goals from the left hand side. Would you put him back out there rather than through the middle? Um, there's going to be some point where you're going to have to keep going. Like like if you're uh, if you're superstitious or things like that, then you think, well, I'm going to go back and do everything the way I used to do it. Mm. And hopefully that will fix it. And then that, that might be a way to do it. But then players have moved on. Uh, time's moved on. The, the crowd today was abysmal most of the time. I actually tweeted Sky and said, could you put the sound, the, the fake sounds back on? Because this is embarrassing. <laughs> but as a manager, you are, he's, Arteta is a tinker. He's like, he's like a modern-day tinker, man. I don't know if he's ever put the same back-to-back 11 out game after game, be it whether he's done not done it for injury because of different competitions or whatever the reason is. But he, it must occur to him sometimes, hold on, how can a basically the same squad that was doing so well uh, when he took over and winning the stuff that he won be there now and nothing is working? What is the, the thing? And he's just constantly fiddles with it. And the, the substitutions are getting a little bit earlier. Some of them he's leaving too late. Like, what was it, the, the 79th minute or the 82nd minute mm-hmm. when um, Maitland-Niles came on? You're thinking, well, why have you, why have you waited that long to do it? But... It's going to have to be go back to what worked and stick with it. You can't go for one game and then take it out. So Young left, Lacazette up front, Pepe on the right. And if you're going to get William, like you were saying, to play in the 10, don't get him to do the Lacazette 8 4, the 4 8 9 10 role because that he, he can't do that. That's not his game. You need to do the kind of 10 that Ozil was doing. You stand there, you, you, you have a radius of about four square meters. You stay there and you make other people look great with your with your vision and your ability to, to put the ball through. But that wouldn't have worked today because every time we had the ball, Burnley had eight players and a goalkeeper rammed in that area and trying to push us wide every time. So when the players have got the ball, they're going, apart from that one time with Aubameyang, when he did pass it, when there's only two players in front of him, our players are probably, or Arteta, or the players are probably thinking, well, look, we can't go through the middle. There's no room to go through the middle. People have found out what Arteta does. We can't let them have the ball, because if we do, if we do let them have the ball, which is when Arteta first took over, his plan was very little possession, get them on the break. Now we can't do any of it. All the tricks that Arteta has used to do, say used to do, like he's been there for years, all the stuff that he does, none of it is working. And go back to what works. Uh, you've got all the right, all the same players in virtually the same positions, but then it may be something bigger than that. I don't know. Well, what can we say? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I don't really know where we kind of go from there, I suppose. We've adapted our game, haven't we, for William yeah. a little bit. I don't want to pick on William, but we have changed no. the style that we play. I think I one think thing solely William, though. I think it was no, he got his he got his results with the back three. Xhaka was more protected in that, which is why he played better. And also, Arteta didn't really have a lot of choices as for centre mids. And, it, and look, every it's quite clear, like there were players who drastically improved under Arteta when he came in. Xhaka, Mustafi did before his injury. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, they won us the FA Cup. It was amazing. We beat, we beat United, City, Liverpool. It was ridiculous. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea. You know, so it, it was unbelievable results. Then he's tried to go to the back four, which is what everyone always wanted. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, and I was one of those who wanted it, we don't necessarily have the players to do it at the moment. It, it's the big issue. Um, like Cactus, Cactus from the from our pod says, you know, we have also stopped pressing. I think that's slightly to do with the system we're playing. Also, I think Abamyang through the middle, we're not going to press as much. Um, you know, as much as I rag on Lacazette, the one thing he did do really well from the front was press and, and push up so high so I don't, 
I don't know. The answer then is go back to three at the back. We've got most of, we've only got one player out injured at them. In fact, we've got more players suspended than we've got injured at the moment. I think Party's the only injured one, isn't he? Um, I think so, yeah. Uh, we've got quite a few injuries. I was having a look at it. Um, we're, oh, only second to, we're only second to Liverpool for most injuries this season. Yeah, but um, it was on um, the bloke who, the journalist who writes for goal. I know that's... Uh, well, Louis, Louis is injured still. Martinelli is obviously still coming back. Kalasinic and Reese Nelson picked up an injury, didn't they, I think? Well, that's yeah, what he's used to his head. Yeah. He said we've only got one injury, but he's wrong. But that's, I mean, a few of those are short-term ones. Obviously, Martinelli's is a long way back. I would not... Pers- as much as I want to see Martinelli back in the team, I really don't want to see him back until January because I don't want him rushed back way too quick. And we have a habit yeah. of doing that. Yeah, and we've got a big habit of doing that. And that's a lot of pressure. Which is what another trait that Arteta does that Wenger used to do, constantly yeah. bringing people back early. He's done it with one person. Yeah. But we all thought, even Simon uh, LeQuiff said... Uh, that when I messaged him in the group, I said, what can we expect? He said, um, um, party on the bench. And then party started. I thought, yeah. not good. I think on that one, that was a risk that, you know, because we're in such a terrible uh, battle mm. form at the moment, that if you played party and we won, even if you only got 45 minutes out of him, people wouldn't care. That was enough for us to get a win in the North London derby. No one would have said that that was a problem at yeah. all. Yeah. It was a risk for reward. We, if yeah. we were going to win that game, it was because Party played. Yeah, because we weren't going to win it without him. Uh, and you could see that from the first half. We should have uh, arguably put the, you know, put the game to bed in the first half uh, if we weren't so shit and you know forgot that if you just let them pass Harry Kane, he's then just going to knock it over the top to Son every single fucking time. Um. So yeah, I kind of should we move on to some questions because I think we'll put the result kind of behind us but it's always going to linger there like a bad smell across the rest of the week until we play Southampton um, <laughs> oh, we're on form <laughs> Theo Hattrick has someone put oh dear um, we will say one positive from the game though um, that is our second win on the bounce on XG um, uh-huh. we, we did outscore Burnley in that regard Good. Um, we get I don't know uh, I hope so in the XG table we're top I think it was one one point nine to zero point eight, maybe something like that. I think yeah. next, again, which again, I'll tell you, I know people hate stats and stuff, but he's right. We got the ball in the correct positions, but again, we didn't finish. Yeah, and, and I don't you, think we. You can only stick players and put them in the right position, tell them what to do. They've got to finish it on the pitch. So you know. I think- if Aubameyang does better with his header, there was Holding had a good chance. Saka had a wicked shot that he just created out of nothing for himself. Lacazette fluffed one. He got another on target, but again, wasn't strong enough. Well, that's, that's what I shouted in the first half. Sean and the mum were here. I mean, we could be 4 it up by now. Mm. And just in the first half. One so, the goal. I, I, do, I do think the performance was, but was better. And then the moment we conceded the goal our heads kind of just went because the form at the moment is so poor in terms of results that you, you're just going to lose it if you're on that team. Yeah. Um, let's move on to questions. Danny, would you like to do the questions? Arky darky. Cheers, John, putting them all in there. Uh, that's a statement. Um, 
Uh, Sergio um, Gutierrez, John, says, Arteta is out of his depth. What do you guys reckon? Is it all gone a little bit too much for him? Um, I think any first-time manager, you can, you know, you can get a big club as such and do and be successful. And he obviously has because he's already won a trophy or two if you count the Community Shield. Uh, but the what I feel sorry for Arteta with is the state the squad's in, as we've already said. I don't think he's making it um, easy for himself. So I do think there are some selections that are questionable. Like tonight, do you just play Sabayos and El Nene instead of playing Xhaka? Um, and the, the thing is, with this game, Xhaka didn't do anything wrong up until that red card. And he had a stupid moment. Now, Pepe had a stupid moment. Ceballos almost had a stupid moment with Enketia, his own teammates. There's <laughs> nothing to say that he might not have done the same thing. Um, Elneny could have been sent off as well. So those sort of things you can't really control. Um, I get people's shout for William not playing, um, but he basically had no one else to play wide. Uh, Nelson injured, Pepe suspended. You haven't got anyone else. I would have preferred to see William through. Like I said, I I only want to see William at 10 if he's going to play or playing wide. Um, I don't particularly rate Cedric. I don't think he's any better than Bellerin is. And for all the people calling for Maitland-Niles, um, I like Maitland-Niles. He's very cool. Don't get me wrong. He can take a wicked penalty, but the boy's passing is not good enough. Sorry. And his positional play is garbage. The reason he got picked at fullback in all those cup games is because despite his positional play being pretty bad, he's really fucking quick, so at least he can recover. And it was like in a different... Yeah, and he was in a different system as well when you're playing free at the back, so you can afford to kind of have that lack of positional sense at least because he's concentrating more on going forward. So I wouldn't say he's out of his depth. I would say that what he hasn't got is enough credit in the bank to get through a really difficult period like this. Fair enough. Um, One for all of us quickly. Gunner 10, Josh. Would we take Poch? I wouldn't. Uh, Fuck off. I wouldn't take Pochettino at the moment either. Um, a couple of reasons. One, Spurs were in less than a mess than we were before he got sacked because he couldn't turn it around. What do you make you think he'll turn around the issues we've got as well? It's not that kind of manager. John? Uh, I would take Pochettino. I think you should stick with Arteta personally. I think you should give Arteta at least a season. Yeah. Um, but I think Pochettino is a good manager. I know he was at Spurs, but that whole he was at Spurs theme is all bollocks when someone comes in and does really well. Uh, look at Sol Campbell. So we can all be as two-faced as we want about all these things. I think it's all a load of bollocks, to be fair. But there you go. Some some old-school Arsenal fans are probably going to go, oh, he's not a real Arsenal fan because he's just something vaguely nice about Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. Well, to balance out your Sol Campbell, I'll give you William Gallas. right josh question from amy gibson i want to think arteta will get give will get rid of the crap players in the january transfer window but why think that when he's choosing to play them good point because if you want to get rid of players probably best you don't play them isn't it because then they might want to go i think um like i was saying earlier i think there's something about what we're doing with the first team and what we're doing with the Europa League side, that we're trying to build up the confidence of the Europa League side to eventually get them to replace 
the players in that first team. I think there's another thing that whilst you're playing, you know, if we want to get rid of so many players, which we do, you do need to play some of them just so you can get in a shot window. You know, because if nobody, you know, if Granit Xhaka doesn't play at all, who's going to come in and give him a reasonable bid? Someone, if at least he's playing, there's going to be a statistic that he comes out well in that somebody's looking for. Like at the moment, I think he's played the most number, it's the second most number of passes into the final third in the entire Premier League. Now, whilst it's not very helpful that he does that for us, because we're not doing anything with that ball when it's in the final third, that's besides the point. Someone will look at that though and go, right, we need that. And they'll come in and we'll go, oh, you need that. Well, we're playing them every week. So we're going to ask for more money. You know, we, we're not always the best at getting how much we need. And whilst, you know, it's a let's play the kids thing, I don't agree that's the thing we should do at this level. Europa League is very much a different level to Premier League. Um, you know, we saw how easily we can brush away and how much time and space we have against the like of Dundalk and Rapid Vienna and Mulder, we had so much more time, which is why we could brush these teams aside. We'd also say some of them gave us problems as well. You know, Mulder, I think in the, I think it was at the Emirates, they made us look shaky for the first few, few uh, first half of that game, you know. So I wouldn't say it's a complete, like solves it by putting Ainsley Binkman Niles in midfield and Cedric at right back and Kalasinic at left back because I assume that's not what we're referring to when we like play the Europa League squad you know we can put in that awful goalkeeper we've got that we bought in from the French I can't even remember where he was it was Dijon Spina how dare you oh my god he looks like he's you know he got his he's a midget Ospina. He is a midget Ospina. It's amazing. I have never seen such a short goalkeeper in my life. <laughs> I think he got his goalkeeper gloves from the back of a cereal packet. He just doesn't look like a goalkeeper in any sense of the word. Chris will defend him, and he tries to defend him because he came from the French League, but the guy doesn't know how to catch a ball. Uh, he, he's very good with his feet, but doesn't do anything else. Um, anything goalkeeper-shaped, I was Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I need. Um, you know, so maybe give Renison a chance in our midfield because we're obviously short there and if he's good with his feet, it'll be all right. But yeah, uh, to get back to what the question was, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to take us a while to clear out a lot of players. Um, so yeah, I think it's that thing that we need to do. We need to clear them out first and for me, that's why I've got faith in the manager. Good. John, Phil Macca, seriously, is our priority now to just get some results F from anywhere and stay above the bottom three? Well, we all know Sheffield United are going down. There's no way they're going to pull that round. Um, and the other teams down there is uh, Fulham, who, had a, who, who should have won today, handball my fucking ass. So uh, what do, do we, do we uh, just go scrappy? Do we, do we throw everything out and just go, right, we need to get draws away from home and wins at home and try and do that? I, I, the thing is, if you don't finish in a European place in the league, then all you have to do is not finish in the bottom three. 
because the difference in money is so negligible it doesn't fucking matter honestly it really genuinely would not make a huge difference to a club like arsenal um yes i know we complain we do not have as much money as other teams but it's only a couple of million it's not a huge difference um I don't think we're going to finish in a European spot. I, I said, I think, at the start of the season that we might scrape it, but I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't like it's nailed on. So for me, this season was... Um, I wasn't thinking don't get relegated. I mean, I'm not. St- I'm still not thinking that. I think it's ridiculous. There's the, the team's worse than us, and it will turn around. It's not going to carry on like this the whole fucking season. Seriously. Um, my hope was decent cup run, and maybe we get some lucky draws in terms of opponents in either the Europa League or the FA Cup and we might be able to win one. That was my hope for the season. So, yeah, you just do that. If you finish bottom half of the table, doesn't matter. It's It will look bad. Yeah, sure, it looks bad. It's not going to change anything in terms of what we can go out and buy or anything else. It makes no difference. True. Um, JW says, Young is Burnley's second highest goal scorer this season now. <laughs> There you go. If you can't, you can't laugh. You can't cry. You gotta laugh. Josh, Mister DJ's. Uh, oh no, that's um says uh, news about Saliba being surplus. True. Uh, do you want to tell people a little bit about the the alleged um, was it Instagram conversation? I, I don't think the Instagram post was uh, alleged. I think that definitely happened. But what people have been reading into it with their Google Translate degrees in uh, French uh, have ascertained is that he was a bit um i think he described yeah uh himself and gwen situation as being locked up by that guy um who knows what that means i'm assuming it means the fact that saliba is not playing for uh our first team at the moment and gwen was kicked out for being a twat uh i think there's no other way of saying gwen was leaving for that reason because this you know that is the story Gwendozi was a twat so we got rid of him um do i think that he might leave or is he surplus to requirements well we've gone through how we've got one million center backs on the book three of them are leaving in the summer that take his position of right-sided center back that still leaves callum chambers and rob holding you know for him to get you know, push out of the way. And we said Arteta has already said it was a mistake. Nobody realised that Pablo Mari was going to relapse in his injury. Um, what's it? Uh, reconditioning. So, you know, if he knew that Mari was only going to come back now, of course, Saliba would have been in the Europa League squad. Saliba is in the Premier League squad because purely because of the fact he's young enough and we put them in the list of a million youngsters that can go there. Um, but I think if Saliba didn't realise he was coming in to fight for his place in this squad, then he can go fuck off somewhere else. A bit like if he's got the mentality of Guendouzi and thinks he's already made it because he's got to a Premier League side, then no, sorry, he can fuck off back to France if you think you're that good. It doesn't matter if you're the next hottest thing, French wonder kid. Fine, we'll put a great sell-on clause when we sell you. See you later. You know, we haven't got time to be dealing with people having these kind of problems and causing a fuss. We don't need that negativity in the dressing room. If you don't want to be here, fine, go. 
because we need to do a clear out anyway and we can happily add you to the, the list of people Edu is currently trying to get rid of across Europe and uh, yeah there you go John thoughts on Thunder Road uh, Chris Carpenter's duvets are better than John Welsh's duvets is your duvet game lacking um, tonight I am rocking the white and Mexican skull thing that's going on very exciting lots of skulls there's, there's hearts on it as well so it's the two things i like love and death <laughs> my new ones have got hedgehogs on well there you got go done it I, I, I don't have any velvet or silk sheets like mr carpenter no you end up just sliding off the other side of the bed okay. yes uh, fair enough right next question um uh, where was it uh we've done this one film mecca Someone's uh, I did do one, Avon, Avon Teddington. I think was the next one. Oh, there are a few others, but I'm, I'm scrolling down, I can't see them. Avon Teddington, uh, John, uh, should we place our faith in Edo for the January transfer window? Um, <laughs> whether we should have faith in him or not, I've got no idea, so uh, I really don't know. Look, I hope Eddie works out because he was a really good player for the club and i was really sad when he did leave um whether he's gonna be good enough i've got no idea if say we had i don't know like a certain guy by the name of ralph in charge of like director of football i'd be a lot more confident let me put it that way um but yeah i do think they'll go and do something in january so just fingers crossed it's the right one Angry War Chicken has sent us something with a little love heart. We've had a couple of people, Josh, that have uh, joined. Oh, we've had three people that have joined our our Twitch tonight. Stoofer Floofers, which sounds something like um, who's the bloke with the bald head and the big uh, and the big uh, uh, collars? What's his name? Harry Hill. Harry Hill, Stu Fluffers, sounds like something he would say. Brian Judd, 1970, a fellow 1970 are there. An angry war chicken. And angry it has capitalised angry and war and chicken, the first letters of each. That is the kind of username that I like. That or underscores. Um, right, so, yeah, cheers, everyone. Right, um, I found the other question. Josh, I'm all for all of us. Uh, Jim Housen, a uh, friend of the pod, says, what happens first, Mikkel walks or he gets the sack? John, then Josh. Uh, he goes by mutual agreement because they will not publicly sack him and he will not publicly walk. It will be, uh, Mikkel, I think it's time you go. And he probably says, oh, yeah, maybe it is. And they do a mutual agreement thing. But essentially, he's been sacked. But that will be what happens first. But I don't think they're going to sack him this season. Uh, I think he goes on to bigger and better things, uh, basically. <laughs> I think that's probably what happens, realistically. That's it's any club, off. really. <laughs> Almost well, any club in the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it is, though. Um, yeah, I think he's. we don't sack him, basically. He doesn't walk. He stays with us for another season, probably another two afterwards, build something with us. And then from there, someone more interesting comes a knocking at his door in the shape of Barcelona. And he goes there. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if Everton keeps splurging money, you never know. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I agree with both of you. I don't want him to go. I don't think he's going to go. I think they've got more sense than just, uh, we're not going to become a team that sacks the manager every time something goes wrong. He's shown he can do it and he'll hopefully do it again, but he needs to get his own players and stop having bloody injuries to his star signings. Um, right, Josh, this is a question from Julian Salmondo, our Peruvian correspondent, who is a member, says, uh, who... Do you think the transfer window now being so close is helping Arteta keep his job along the lines of what we've just been talking about? Yeah, I think so. And the lack of any realistic um, replacement for him. Because as we said previously, we're not in, we're not the most exciting um, prospect at the moment. There's a huge project that he's doing. And to be honest, if we're going to rebuild a squad... You probably want a manager in. You don't want to keep changing the manager, basically, to rebuild the squad. Uh, you know, if you're like, say, Chelsea, who can sack a manager every eighteen months, that's fine because the squad is decent, and they can do that with an extra, you know, new manager coming in and out, and they can slowly build that. They had a decent base uh, to start with. Uh, we don't have a decent foundation, so get the squad into a place, and then we can start. If we do, you know, go on a similar run is then to get, uh, you know, the likes of Arteta out. And he's clearly got a pull with certain players, you know. He clearly said something to Thomas Partey for him to join, you know. Although I think we, it might have been a suitcase. That's something it to might do with have been it. a suitcase. And if we do have to give players <laughs> a lot of suitcases for them to turn up, and they do a lot better than the other players that we've been paying suitcases worth of money to, then no names mentioned. So be it. I'm going to say Kalasovic, <laughs> just to mix it up a bit. Oh, look at you, cheeky. Right, we have got uh, two more questions and then a podcast-ending statement. First of all, one from Chris for me. Am I allowed on the pod again? Of course you are, sweetheart, because we all know you're my favourite. It's not a say that to be nice to him. Um, right, one for you, John. Mike Hertz, also a member, says, does Gwent do easy deal include a callback option just in case we do get a new manager because God knows he's not coming back to play under Arteta anytime soon. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of the deal, but normally there is no recall option on most loans now. Yeah. Um, I mean, like some extreme circumstance where like our entire midfield died of COVID or something <laughs> to be able to activate it. So no, I don't think there will be a recall option in it. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm like 90% that that wouldn't be the case. Okay, final question before we go on to the last bit is um, for you, Josh, from Fatality Carmelian. Um, I heard Antonio Conti might be available in the summer. If uh, if I much prefer him over Allegri, thoughts? Well, we're Inter Milan fans, John, aren't we? And Inter Milan are an absolute goddamn mess. And what he has done, he's gone to the Premier League on, on the, the players list and gone, all the players that are over 40, and they're coming close to 40, I want them all to come and play for Inter Milan. Josh. Yeah, before Josh has his say, if you want, if you want Conti, if you don't like old players, <laughs> you don't want Conte. Also, if you want to win a European trophy, you do not want Antonio Conte. That, that, there's my... Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. It's not easy. That's my, and if you moment. want interesting football, you don't want Antonio <laughs> Conte. He is basically an Italian Tony Pulis who, <laughs> instead of spending his money on baseball caps, got his hair done instead. Uh, uh, but he's he, not a tapas Pulis, is always if Lee's watching. Hello, Lee. God no! Someone's going to kill you one day. <laughs> you wow, that's um, that's. Dark. I mean, metaphorically, no. not physically, because that would be oh, wrong. Okay, cool. That would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I, yeah, it's it's the one of, if you think we play boring football now, and if you think we played boring football under Emery, then yeah, it's going to be more like the boring Emery football than the Arteta one. At least I think what helps us with Arteta is not only the little credit of the fact that he is an ex-player from us, is also that you can see he wants to play um, uh, progressive football with us. And like I say, with Conte winning the league with that Chelsea squad, that Chelsea squad wasn't fucked, you know, when he took over. That was a Chelsea squad that Mourinho got fucking bored at and went, oh, you know what I could really do with? Nice new house in Surrey somewhere, but I can't afford it at the moment. Oh, I know what. I'll get sacked. So I'll bum Chelsea down. We'll finish. Look, they were about this position, weren't they, when he got sacked and he was just shouting at everyone. They were about 16th, 17th. They didn't get European football and Conte had to concentrate on playing 40 games in a league season. That's how he won the league that year. And it was fucking boring if you watched it. The only player that did anything ever for them was Eden Hazard. So, He's yeah. Broken. So exactly. I, I would allow Conte to come in if he brings Lukaku mm. with him. Oh, what a player that man is. Um, I yeah. said the Angry War Chicken followed. He not only followed, he subscribed a one month at, for, at tier one, not even a prime sub. Oh, wow. He abused his own hard-earned cash. Thank you, War Chicken, he or she, or both, or neither, or alien. ABW takes no responsibility if someone does beat Lee Gunner to within an inch of his life or the entire Arsenal midfield die of COVID. We just said something. We, we, we didn't make it happen. It's not our fault. Oh, of course, the other reason I'd want Lukaku because it would really upset Chris. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love Lukaku is a magnificent footballer. And imagine him with all those crosses, we'd win every game about 9 0 as he's barging people out of the way, scoring 50 a season. Magnificent. Uh, but the final thing in here says ending question from Daytac Lil BC What the fuck, Arsenal? Yeah. I'll put yeah. a really good question to end on. Yeah. I think that is just a perfect question. Um, should, yeah. should I do uh, would... or the spiel? Should I do my spiel? I, I can do the spiel, or do you want to do the spiel? Oh, go on. I want to hear Josh do the spiel. Oh, it's it's awkward in <laughs> every sense of the word. But if you would like to subscribe, because you've missed the start of this, you can subscribe. If you've come in here and you thought, you know what? There's 242 of you at the moment. At 240, see, it's dropping by the minute. But give us a like. If you don't like what we're doing, give us a dislike. Because you know what? We're not always great. Rarely. Rarely. As we said, as Gabrielle told us earlier, we've done at least maybe two pieces of content ever in, in our ABW shows. career. 700 <laughs> shows, two of them are reasonable. And both of those had the Gunaholic on it. That's what we definitely know. Um, yeah, so you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Twitch, which the when I did the, oh, what was that podcast called? The Soccer Social. You were very on good Monday. on that. Thank you. Uh, I we got get a put on fee? Uh, I didn't get any fee. I should have asked, oh, really. Damn. Oh, well. I did it for the exposure, or they did it so I didn't expose. It's one of the two. I can't remember. Don't say, ex- don't say exposure when Chris is in the chat. Exactly. You're getting excited. Uh, yeah, so they were very impressed that we were on Twitch. Um, so, yeah, get in there, kids. Cowabunga. Uh, and <laughs> you can do all the things on there. Hit notification stuff. Give us a Go to iTunes, give us a review, 
Um, the funnier the review, we might read them out as well. Because look at this one, look at that message. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you can follow. You can follow at least ninety-eight percent of us on Twitter. Um, I think. Yeah, you can't follow Chris. You can follow him in real life. Don't worry. Every other day on Instagram, he will post his location in Plymouth somewhere. So you can find him. Um, occasionally, his run route is posted on there as well. So you could also do that and stand on there. And um, don't hurl abuse at Chris, though. Just say nice things because it unsettles him. This that's better. Don't, don't say he's a shit and he loves French players because he'll just, you know, just say something too nice. Um, but yeah, what else can I say about it? Um, oh yeah, the bell icon. So just before you're thinking about, I don't know, doing something silly because Arsenal have been horrible. You can come here and watch three other people talk (laughs) nonsense. Maybe two of us, maybe just me on my own talking at people. What can you say? If you Um, write reviews and they're funny, read them out because Let's be honest, it's going to be more entertaining than talking about Arsenal at the moment because it's yep. miserable. <laughs> you yep. know what you should do, Annie? You start like reviewing TikTok videos. That's all the rage now. I've heard about that TikTok thing. Apparently, it's quite good. I don't know. Does it have boobs on it? Is that why you know about it? Yeah, I, it, allegedly, it does have boobs on it. Yeah. Martin Vargas, one from our, inst- uh, from our um, Periscope. Hello, Periscope. Thank you for oh, joining. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, Periscope. Follow on Periscope. It works out that we had 5,000 views on Periscope two pods ago, and we've got one follower. That's what I call quality. He says, how many managers will get sacked because of these players? Well, three so far. <laughs> I don't know if Lundberg counts. Well, um, Wenger and Lundberg count. But, yeah, uh, Klasnish has a lot to answer for. So does Xhaka. Yeah, what can I say? Other than Danny, I think that's it. Unless John wants to do a spiel better. Um, no, I mean, that's probably enough spiel for everyone. I don't know. Do we still have a, uh, uh, oh, yes, oh, we do. a thing? Yeah. We've, got, we've got a thing, the Manscaped thing mm. that's on all the podcasts that everyone gets. You can get money off for shaving your balls or your lady parts if you want to shave them if you're a female. Or your nose as well. Yeah. You can do it with the nose. Yeah. Um, oh, they've, got the nose they've got the head thing. They've got the ball one. They've got the, the, all the stuff. I got sent one. It's very good. The underwear. Oh, 3.0. 90 minutes of charge. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, right. At some point, we will read out the names of them properly and do them justice. But yeah, you can get a discount. And there you go. You, you get 20% off. Yeah. 20%. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Very good. Someone if you pointed get... out. Go on, Josh. I was going to say, if you yeah, if you want to get the Bull Buzzer 3000, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. If Sounds there lovely. are other products that you want to get money off, just tweet that company and say, hey, there's this podcast that loads of, just lie about how many people watch. Don't tell them it's like 200, it's like 10,000. And then they'll contact us and we can get you a discount. It's great. Works out for everyone. That, that should work. And someone made a point in the chat earlier on that since we've been sponsored by Manscaped, we've not won a game in the league. Ah, however, final note, this is the best ending. We talked about this the other day. I always forget to change my fantasy football team from the start of the season and the players end up injured or suspended or leave the league and I haven't replaced them. I put a Bamiang in my team from the start of the season. So it was my fault he wasn't scoring goals. I removed him before this weekend's game. <laughs> he scored a goal. Well, there you go, Josh. What a brilliant way to end the show. Jo- a Bamiang scoring at last. Yeah. Exactly. 
the drought has ended. Things can only get better. We just need to turn him around the right way at half time and say, Abamyang, it's that goal, you twat. Right, Danny, turn this shit off. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>